Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, June 1st, 2023. I'm Micah Jolly. All right, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing on this Thursday night? The first day of June. Can you believe we're in June already? I mean, this year is just speeding along truly speeding along we're almost halfway through it it seemed like it just started it really did it seemed like 2023 just started right and now we're almost halfway through it and this is what i when i tell people that you know these campaign seasons go on forever and they do and they start way too soon and go on way too long and cost way too much money um it still goes very fast it still goes very, very fast, right? A couple of months, we'll be in the first debates. And come February, we'll have the first votes cast. And this is all going to go very fast. People are thinking, February, come on. The middle of next winter, it's, you know, it's forever. Well, it's forever, maybe, but it won't feel like it, right? It'll be very quick. It'll be very quick. So before you know it, the debates will be here, and then the voting will be here. And this is all going to go by very fast. And by this time next year, we'll be, you know, we'll know, we'll know who the nominee is well before this time next year. It could be April, March or April of this, of next year, where we know who the uh, nominees are. Now, speaking of, you know, I talk a lot on the Republican side, but look, look, I know anybody can trip. Anybody can trip and fall. Not just Joe Biden, not just someone who's 80 years old, but. I'm sure many of you have seen by now today, Joe Biden tripping. He was talking and he started to move and he tripped and fell. And the Secret Service had to had to uh, pick him up. And then he pointed to the ground. He pointed to the ground as though there was some kind of a, a divot there or something that created him to to fall, made him fall. Now, we've talked about this before. Where And everyone knows, and especially as of late, I'm no defender of Donald Trump. I'm not a defender of Trump. But we do know that if something like this happened to Trump, the media would be all over it. They'd be saying, you know, if he were the president and had decided at 80 he's going to run for re-election and this happened, they'd be going crazy saying there's no way Donald Trump – should be able to run for re-election. He should step aside and let someone younger do it. We know that. The media would not stop talking about this. And we've seen this before, right? We saw Trump on a rainy day going down a ramp and holding on so he doesn't fall the way Joe Biden fell. And the left-wing media went crazy. Look at him, the dawdling god. He's, he's, he's such a fat, overweight, you know, <laughs> out of shape guy. Look at him barely making it down the uh, the uh, the the, uh, the steep decline, and yet when these things happen to Biden, and they've happened what about six or seven times now, whether the fall today or the falling as they're going up, he's going upstairs, going to Air Force One, where he falls four times, they barely talk about it. So we know there's a double standard. Yeah, I know you're saying, Mike, come on, there's a double standard. The left wing media has a double standard. Of course they do. We know that. And they're egregious with this double standard. They don't even care that everyone knows there's a double standard. They feel like they have the right to have a double standard. But that aside, 
Jack Dorsey, the former owner of Twitter, put up a, a response to the video of Joe Biden falling. And he simply wrote, open the Democrat primaries and debates. This isn't fair to anyone. And I think he's got a great point. You're not talking about a 45-year-old guy, right? You're not talking about Bill Clinton running for his second term or Barack Obama running for his second term. You're talking about an 80-plus-year-old guy who won't be 82 until he takes office again running for president. And let your, and you're not allowing any kind of debate, any kind of real primaries, as though <clears throat> you need to be 1,000% behind this. And obviously, this is what I don't understand from Democrats and why they continue to be part of their cult party. They have said they don't need to make the primaries fair, right? They've said that. We don't need to make the primaries fair. We can do whatever we want. We can rig them. We can decide the Democratic National Committee in the back of a smoke-filled room or probably no smoke. That's Republicans. They don't, the Democrats don't smoke. They don't allow smoking. And so in the back of a, uh, you know, a kale-filled room, <laughs> soy-filled room, they uh, decide they're not going to be any primaries. That's it. We can get behind 82-year-old Joe Biden, no matter how much mental decline he's in, no matter how many times he trips and falls and looks ridiculous, embarrassing himself. We're going to get behind Joe Biden and no one else is allowed to challenge him. And I don't know why you would stay within a party that doesn't care about your vote, that doesn't believe you should have a say in who the nominee for president is. I can scream, and I do, until I'm blue in the face about how much I despise Trump, and I think that DeSantis is such a better candidate in so many ways. It will make a better president in so many ways. But at least the Republicans allow a fair process. They will allow DeSantis and Trump to duke it out. And they'll allow everyone else to get in. And they're not going to make fun of them. They're not going to stab them in the back. They're going to let them run. They're not going to say, we have a right to decide we want Trump or DeSantis or someone else, and it's just going to be that way. And your vote as a Republican doesn't matter. They don't do that. The Democrats do it. They did it in 2016. They did it in 2020. And they're obviously doing it again now. I would argue, I know a lot of people are saying, well, usually the incumbent doesn't get challenged. And, you know, when did it last happen, really? 1980, right? With Kennedy, another Kennedy. How about that? How about that? The last time there was a challenge in a Democratic primary to an incumbent Democrat, it was another Kennedy. It was Teddy Kennedy. Huh. And he went uh, uh, after Jimmy Carter, went against Jimmy Carter. And Jimmy Carter won. I was too young. I was only eight, nine years old. I don't remember if the Democrats allowed a fair process to play out or not. But now they certainly are not. And I think it's even more egregious now even though there's an incumbent president than it was in 2016 between Hillary and Bernie or 2020 with Biden and Bernie, because this guy is obviously on decline, incredible decline mentally and physically, uh, equilibrium, everything that happens to you when you become 80 years old. It'll happen to me. It's happening to me already, and I'm 51. So, But it'll happen to everybody eventually. And uh, if there's any time where there should be a real primary on the Democratic side, even with an incumbent, it's with Joe Biden. And yet they're not going to allow it. They're not going to allow it. They're not going to allow any debates, even though RFK Jr. out of the gate 
had about 20 to 25 percent of the vote. And there's one poll I saw that had him basically statistically tied with Joe Biden. Now, usually when there's a primary process and there's a bunch of candidates, they come up with a a minimum amount you need to get. Right. We saw this in the Republican and Democratic primaries of 2016 and the Democratic primaries of 2020, where they said, "Okay." Uh, out of an aggregate four polls, you have to get at least 5%. Then as the process goes on, as you get deeper and deeper into the rounds, if you will, of debates, that number goes up as candidates drop out. Well, Kennedy is at a higher number than you would ever need for any debate. Out of the box, out of the box, Kennedy had 20, 25%. So he should absolutely, polling that high, he should absolutely be able to vote, uh, debate Joe Biden. There should be democratic debates. And yet, I don't, I'm sure, no matter how many times Joe Biden falls, no matter how, oh, another reason why they should have a primary is his approval so low. So if you have an incumbent president who's running for re-election with an approval of 35 to 40 constantly, wouldn't you want another choice? Wouldn't you want someone who might be have more approval, have a higher approval and has a better chance in a general election. So you combine all of these factors, Biden's age, mental, physical polling, his approval, RFK Jr.'s polling, and there should absolutely be primaries. There should be as many debates in the Democratic side as there are on the Republican side, period. And they should encourage more people to get in just the way there are, what, six or seven opponent, uh, people on the Republican side and, and growing might be more. The only reason the Democrats would not allow it is because once again, they want to fix it because they know, what do they know? They know the older Joe Biden gets, the more of a puppet Joe Biden can be. And that RFK Jr. ain't going to be no puppet. He's ain't going to be no puppet for the DNC. And that's a difference And I don't understand it that much, but it seems like the Democrats want the ability to control the president more than Republicans, obviously, right? Because there was very little control of Trump. Look, Trump won't even let his campaign people control. I I was at a dinner tonight with friends and I just, you know, look, I get as loud and angry at dinners and in private as I do on this podcast. So this is not a an act. This is not shtick lock. I was talking again about Trump and I got very angry. I said, look, if I'm his campaign manager, I'm saying, hey, look, 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 fat boy. Look, you might not want to say fat boy because he might fire you. But I would say fat boy. I'd say, look, why don't you shut up with this nonsense about DeSantis not being a good governor, about Cuomo being a better governor and Newsom being a good better governor and Charlie Crist being a better governor, the guy that ended up on the floor in his own vomit would have been a better governor. Stop with this fucking nonsense that everyone knows is utter childish bullshit. And simply do this. Simply do this, Don. Don John, this is what you do. You say DeSantis was a great governor. No doubt about it. Everyone knows that. I moved to Florida while he was governor. Great, great. But I was a great president, and the office we're running for isn't governor of Florida, is president of the United States. They're right there. There are people getting paid millions of dollars who don't seem to know as much as I know. Right there. That's like a $10 million advice right there. Run your campaign that way. Yeah, DeSantis was a great governor. No doubt it. 
Come on. I can't deny it. I moved there. I left Cuomo's state to live in DeSantis's state. So I sound like a fucking idiot when I say Cuomo is a better governor during COVID than DeSantis when I fled New York and moved to Florida. So I'm just going to tell the truth. DeSantis was a great governor, but I was a great president for four. DeSantis was a great governor for four years. I was a great president for four years. I'll stand on my record. And the office we're running for is president, not governor of Florida. Now, why can't he say that? Let's, I, I, I'm interested in knowing why can't he say that? Now, I'm going to assume there are some people who are running his campaign, who are telling him that. Or maybe you can't tell him anything. But so privately, they're saying what I just said to each other privately to one another. They're saying, why can't he just run the campaign that way? Why can't he say that? Why does he have to say all this childish nonsense that everyone who's a Republican knows is total nonsense? Hell, if you're a Democrat with a brain, not many of them, you know, is total nonsense. But Republicans certainly know is total nonsense. They all know what a great governor Ron DeSantis was. They all know what a disaster Newsom is. They all know what a disaster Cuomo was killing all those people in nursing homes. They all know these ridiculous mandates that Cuomo and Newsom did and uh, DeSantis didn't do. They all know that. They know those mandates were terrible and harmful. So stop saying the opposite of what people know is the truth just to be a spiteful little child. Just to be a spiteful little biatch. And just say, we're running for president. I'll stand on my record as president. Simple. So my guess is there are some people within Trump circle who understand that, if not all of them. And Trump simply won't listen to them or they're afraid to tell him. Either way, it's a shit campaign. And so aim with that shit campaign and with 70% of the country saying they don't want Trump again, the Democrats, the Republicans are going to allow a fair process. They're, in a way, I wish they would fix it for DeSantis because I think he'd be a much better president and has a much better chance to beat Joe Biden. But they're not going to do that. They're going to let it play out as fairly as possible. And in fact, the right-wing media like Fox, especially, is going to kiss Trump's ass 24-7, making it easier for him. So the Republicans will let that process play out fairly, okay? Even if their chosen person, the person who they believe to a man or a woman will be the best candidate, doesn't win. The Democrats, on the other hand, say, no, it's going to be Joe Biden, no matter what, we don't care. Shut up and vote for us. And that's what you have these blowhards like uh, Rob Reiner saying, literally on Twitter. You get blowhards like Rob Reiner saying, just vote for Joe Biden, back him and shut up. So maybe it's that dictatorial style, that authoritarian style of Democrats, whereas you do as we say or you're a bad person. Maybe that's what runs their primaries. Maybe that's what runs their thinking, their thought process when it comes to these primaries. Just vote for who we say you should vote for and shut up. And if you don't shut up, you know, like Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. If you if you don't do what we say, you ain't a good Democrat. And so this is the process that makes you think that certainly made me think when I was a Democrat. Why, why do I want to be part of this party? 
Why? They don't value my thoughts. They don't value my ideas. They don't value my morals or ethics. And they don't value my vote. They only value my ability to vote, right? My, my ability to mark, to check something, to check a box. My physical ability to mark that box is all they care about. They don't want to hear about anything else. They don't want to give me a real choice. They don't want to make it a, a fair game. So when you're in that, I don't understand why you'd stay there. I don't understand why you'd stay there. I mean, I don't know why Democrats looking at things like this today where he falls again and says, give us a choice, give us a real primary or we're either not going to vote or we're going to vote on the Republican side this time. We're going to vote for the Republican this time just to show that we're protesting the fact that you don't have fair elections. You don't allow for a fair primary system. And I think more and more people are seeing that the Republicans are fair when it comes to the primaries and Democrats are not. And that alone is a very big deal. I don't care what you think about issues. I don't care where you stand on whether it's issues like immigration or health care or the border, whatever it may be, I don't care. If you don't allow a fair primary system, none of that matters. Why does any of that matter if you don't allow for a fair and honest primary system? That's what it comes down to. And you have to start there. Okay, You have to start there with a fair and honest primary system. Speaking of that, so to, we talked about DeSantis yesterday. I played a clip of him saying about, you know, Trump talking about how he's a terrible governor and yet he moved there during my governorship. And it's those little sharp, honest jabs that DeSantis is so good at. And he did it again today. I think Trump was talking about how DeSantis is making the great valid point, whether Trump likes it or not, that Trump is a lame duck if he wins. He can only serve one term and then the seats open again and you got to go through this ridiculous thing again of not having an incumbent and uh and being vulnerable because there's no incumbency come 2028 to the democrats winning and DeSantis saying i could serve eight years i would not be a lame duck on day one and so trump said something like it doesn't take eight years to clean the swamp and get ready to take six months the same bullshit of i'm going to clean the swamp when he didn't drain the swamp and DeSantis very quickly came with a big left hook when a reporter brought that up to him and said, well, he needs six months. Why didn't he do it in the four years that he was in office? So it's stuff like that. Trump thinks he's a big shot and he's going to make these great points and make DeSantis look bad. And DeSantis just does he's the counter punches with these, these really sharp jabs, these really sharp jabs. So you can imagine <laughs> what one jab after another is going to look like in 12 debates. It should be breathtaking it should be breathtaking um i i'm going to read something about jamie fox so jamie fox about two months ago there were rumors that he had a stroke now everyone knows jamie fox you know what he looks like right healthy 55 black guy ripped very healthy and about two months ago on april 11th he had a uh what they said was a stroke but there's been 
such a mystery around it. There's been reports that he was in the hospital for two months. And no, I think his daughter came out and said he was out quickly and he's okay and he's playing pickleball. And then there are other reports that he's paralyzed. But this was written today in something called OK Magazine. And it said, Jamie Foxx is left paralyzed and blind from a blood clot in his brain after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, sources claim. Horrific details have been revealed regarding Jamie Foxx's mysterious medical state. The Django Unchained star is said to be partially paralyzed and blind. In addition to a series of other complications, after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, Hollywood journalist A.J. Benza claimed after speaking to her source close to Mr. Fox, Jamie had a blood clot in his brain after he got the shot. He didn't want the shot, but the movie he was on, he was pressured to get it, confessed the podcaster, who formerly worked as a columnist for the Daily News and a host of the E-series and Mysteries and Scandals during appearance on the Dr. Drew Pinsky's online show, Ask Dr. Drew. The blood clot in the brain caused him at that point to be partially paralyzed and blind, Benza alleged. As he insisted, his insider was someone in the room with firsthand knowledge of Fox's hospitalization. I am thinking, is that why he blew up on the set a week before this medical emergency happened? The veteran journalist asked Pinsky, is that why he fired three or four people because he had had it with these mandates? Fox was admitted to the hospital after suffering a medical complication on Thursday, April 11, although specific details on his current health status have been difficult to discover. The 55-year-old's medical woes mounted while filming his latest movie, Back in Action. The movie, also starring Cameron Diaz, has moved forward with production without him using a body double. That's odd. In his place. On Friday, May 12th, Fox's daughter, Corrine, announced conflicting information that didn't align with numerous other reports regarding the actor's well-being. Sad to see how the media runs wild. My dad has been out of the hospital for weeks recuperating. Fox's daughter insisted. In fact, he was playing pickleball yesterday. Everyone plays pickleball these days. Thanks for everyone's prayers and support. We have an exciting work announcement coming out next week, too. Benza addressed the family statement on his podcast, calling the pickleball claims all lies and total baloney. If you read into what they were saying early on, he is communicating with us. That doesn't mean talking. That could be anything, writing, sign language. I know those little code words. Benza continued to assume a fox's current capabilities. Then you tell me your father's playing pickleball. Give me a break. There's a great shroud of secrecy around Jamie Foxx, he added. Pinsky provided two cents on the matter, stating blood in the brain is a cerebral bleed. It is not a stroke. A stroke is a blood clot in an artery to the brain that cuts off the blood supply to the brain and the brain dies. It has been widely known that he had a stroke, right? They have had stroke. They have said stroke many, many times. To say it's a blood clot in the brain, it is a stroke. It is a blood clot in an artery that cuts off the supply. That part of the brain is dead. Pensky concluded it has very serious consequences. It depends on which artery and what the anatomy of the artery is to what parts of the brain and whatnot. So 
this story is very bizarre because there isn't any straightforward reporting. There's no like, come on, this is social media, right? This is 2023. We've seen people, we've seen celebrities have problems and they show themselves in a hospital, smiling, selfies, little video. If, if Jamie Foxx is fine, if he's playing pickleball, in other words, if you are in the situation Jamie Foxx is and you're a celebrity, right? And everyone's worried about you and there's all mystery around this and you didn't want to get the vaccine and you fired people because you they made you get the vaccine and you were anti-vaccine mandate and then you took the vaccine and this happened to you. Wouldn't you want the world to know? Wouldn't you want the world to know that you've been wronged? Wouldn't Jamie Foxx have a huge lawsuit against the movie company that made him get this thing that put him in the hospital with a stroke or a blood clot or whatever it may be? But the point is, if you're Jamie Foxx and you're a celebrity and everyone's talking about you and saying things that aren't true, wouldn't you show yourself? Wouldn't you prove they weren't true? Wait a minute. So his daughter is saying he's playing pickleball. So where's the video of him playing pickleball? Wouldn't you want to put the video out there? of yourself playing pickleball? Wouldn't you at least put a video of yourself giving two thumbs up or a photo or anything? So this is very odd, but I don't understand. If you're okay, show the proof that you're okay. If you're not okay, wouldn't you want the world to know what happened to you because of this shot? And wouldn't you get a lawsuit going right away? So I don't know what's going on here. But once again, when you shroud things in secrecy for two months, when you're a top level celebrity or a politician or someone in the public eye, you have to expect this kind of talk. I don't understand why you wouldn't just clear it up one way or the other. But there is a distinct possibility that something's going on with the vaccine here where he got this. And from what I understand, it wasn't like he got the vaccine a year ago when this happened. I believe he had been putting it off. Hey, Bill, if you want to talk, come back um, whenever you want. But I think he had been putting off. It seems like he was putting off getting the vaccine until he was going to work on this movie. And they said he had to have it. And then he reluctantly got it. And this happened shortly, either a week or days after getting the shot. Hey, Bill, do you have any insight into this or may not have happened? Well, I I'm hearing the same reports of you are as far as you make some good points, but you have to remember that Pfizer is tied in with the world economic forum and Hollywood is, uh, you know, they produce movies a lot of times based on the Chinese market, uh, the forces from around the world. What I'm trying to say is any actor knows they're all dispensable, Mike, any one of them are. There's sure. no, right, you know what I mean? They just move them out of the limelight and bring somebody else along and people forget. So I think it's the same thing with an NFL football player. They're all dispensable at some point, you know. Uh, quarterbacks, star quarterbacks less, but everybody else. Harry Carson, remember, he was injured, but he was he's, he was so furious because going into the Super Bowl his last year, they benched him. And he was like, I, I played with worse injuries. Remember Harry Carson, the middle linebacker for the Giants? Sure, sure. The reason they did that was if they kept playing him, they would have had to pay him more based on his contractual uh, uh, stipulations, you know. And also they wanted to bring up somebody else. And, uh, boy, he his response to that was 
to get his law degree and start representing players against the NFL because he was right. felt so wrong. Right. And so there, and he was like the guy along with Lawrence Taylor. But any, all of them are dispensable because eventually they're all going to leave anyway. They're all yeah. temporary. So I think Jamie Foxx, if he's as injured as it appears to be, um, he doesn't want to cut off his bread and butter because he may need that. I mean, think of his medical costs and, uh, he's got a supportive family, right? Doesn't he have kids? I think he does. I'm, but wouldn't you, I would think I'm no lawyer, but yeah. I would think he'd have a great case if they force him to get this. So he could work. And then this happens to him shortly after. I would well, think he'd have a major lawsuit against a movie company. Yeah, but the problem is you've seen not one, even when Robert Barnes brings a lawsuit for Brooke Jackson, um, there, I don't know of any lawsuit that's been successful yet against uh, the vaccine, even though they, you and I, because there's always an out, you know, it's like, well, no, the vaccine is safe and effective and, it could have been the virus. It could have been, that's the problem. It could have been this. It could have been that. There's, you and I would say it's well, obvious what it is. But. Right. But just like with any court case, when it comes to these lawsuits, the, the, uh, the attorney just simply finds doctors on their side. Right. I mean, there'd be plenty of doctors now, especially even some big ones who would, how about Peter McCullough, right? Who would come out and say, yes, the vaccine caused this. Of course, then the defense would have doctors saying, no, there's no proof of that. But that's any kind of case, right? And the jury decides who they believe. But I would think he would certainly have a case if he wanted to bring one. Well, yeah. remember, Bill, we're still early in this process. There yeah, might be I a mean, lot of lawsuits over the next two or three years. I, I would like to see that. But, okay, it's all a risk-benefit analysis. You know, he's got maybe his people who are in high positions in Hollywood saying, look, just keep quiet. You know, we'll have an endless source of money for you no matter what. And, and in other words, suing, you only bring a lawsuit if you want to seek damages you wouldn't get otherwise. But if they're willing to say to him, we'll give you whatever it takes, just keep quiet. In other words, shut up and we'll get yeah. through this yeah, we, together we'll, kind of a thing. Yes, exactly. Versus you fight us. And we'll do everything we can to prove it's, it's not. And look at the history of anyone bringing a lawsuit. Even, you know, the courts are more corrupt now than I think they've ever been. And sure. so, yeah. uh, uh, the, and the money behind that is just so huge now. Cause think about this. Okay. Say this were to be adjudicated properly and you had expert doctors, you know, think of the avalanche of lawsuits. This would be like a fulcrum point for, for victims. And there's no way that farmer wants that to happen. Because he's he's such a high profile person who was in terrific shape, like you and um, Daniel. I'm yeah. using, you know. I mean, Jamie Foxx is, you know, this is not that's not the usual blood clot or stroke victim, you know, Jamie Foxx. So it's, I, I think you could probably convince a, some juries. I think you convince a jury, you know, it's uh, it was the vaccine. But you're right. There are so many people who believe that these vaccines are safe and effective, especially in liberal cities like yeah. Los Angeles, where the jury would take place, that you're right, it's not a slam dunk in any way. And 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 that's the kind of advice he could be getting, that then you'll ruin your career, the movie companies won't touch you, right? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, but if you go along with it, we'll take care of you like gold. You know what I mean? It's, it's, more, it's worth more 
to Hollywood and Pfizer to keep him silent, whatever it costs, than to allow it to go high profile. You see, it's it's for them. It's an easy decision. Yeah, you're right. You make a good point there that yeah. it could be a lot of pressure from Jamie Foxx to uh, shut up and just go along and you know and not hurt his career. Well, also, like again, the only time you're going to sue and bring damages if if the other party if the other party is willing to come to the table just in a mediation between lawyers and say, "Hey, don't worry about that. We got you. We'll take care of everything. Your mortgage, your your family, be set up for life. Whether you can act another day or not, well, what's the incentive to sue if they're going to take care of you? Right. You see. You see what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There is none. No. You bring up a good point. You bring up a very good point. And also, that could be part of this mystery. You're right, right. 100%, that he could be getting pressure mm-hmm. from people around him in the movie company not to go public with right. what happened to him, right? Exactly. Keep it secret. I mean, that's that's a good reason for this, because I couldn't come up with a reason why he wouldn't, one way or the other, either say, look what the vaccine did to me, or look, everyone, I'm fine. So you'd have to assume, okay, that someone like Jamie Foxx isn't putting out videos or photos of him playing pickleball and being fine, it means he's not fine, right? Because he could just basically get rid of all this gossip by just showing videos and photos of him being fine, you know? And uh, Merlin, wait a minute. We'll get, I'll get to you in a second. I'll get to you in a second. Um, yes, you can ask a question. <laughs> uh, but it's... Since he's not doing that, you have to assume that his daughter is just like covering for him, and she's. Well, here's not the other thing: you know? as long as they keep him shrouded in mystery, then it gives him time to recover. So that oh, he's doing great, whatever. We just want him to have his privacy. You know, he's playing this game, that game. It creates an image until maybe a month, two months from now, he can make a, a, a public appearance and look okay, and that yeah. that reduces any. Uh, damages for Pfizer or whoever shot he got as yeah. far as other people yeah. bringing lawsuits. You know, right. it, it totally wipes out. And that's what they want. They want this to go away. They're going to give him whatever he wants if it is vaccine-induced just to get it to go away. Guaranteed. And that's unfortunate, but that's how the game is played, you know. Um, for someone with no power... It doesn't matter. They'll be like, huh, bring a lawsuit. We'll crush you in court. Look what we did to Brooke Jackson, even with attorney Robert Barnes. She got nowhere. Right. You know? So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, Bill, I'm going to put you on hold. I'll see what, yeah, see what sure. Merlin wants to say. I'll bring you yeah, back sure. on in a second. I'll bring yeah. you back on in a second. All right. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Merlin. Uh, you on Merlin? What's up? What's your What's your question? Hello. Hey, Merlin. How are you? I'm right. Um, I jumped in here kind of in the middle of things, and um, I don't want to be naive. Um, can you just give me kind of um, what's going on with this Jamie Fox? Well, um, to reiterate, he, he had a um, an event, a medical They're saying it was a stroke. Um, but there's been no, it's been shattered in secrecy, right? There's been no videos of him, no photos of him. The information we've been getting has been drip, drip, drip. You know, that there's some people saying he's in really bad shape. His daughter's saying, no, he's been recovering and he's playing pickleball and he's fine. And uh, it just, 
it seems as though he had gotten the vaccine shortly before this event happened because the movie companies. And so that's what's going on here. Okay. We don't know exactly so, so, the so situation. It's pretty much um, vaccine related. If um, if the vaccine wasn't part of this picture whatsoever, you know, um, right? Well, that's, well, that's a good point, too. Okay. In other words, if it had nothing to do with the vaccine, why would anyone care? Why would why would the movie company not want him to show what happened? Right. If it's, if they don't believe it's their fault or the vaccine's fault or their fault for making him get it, why would there be any pressure for him to keep the secret? Yeah. And, and so I don't follow, you know, the, 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 the news and all this, um, you know, celebrity figure, um, you know, news they put out for everything. So it sounds like he's just recently got this vaccine and is this due to a particular, um, job he he was trying to yeah he was gonna make a movie he it was probably the first movie he was gonna make post-covid and he probably hadn't worked during covid and now he wanted to make a movie and they told him everyone has to be vaccinated and they forced him to get it in order to work on that movie now this is another thing. People will say, well, maybe Mike has nothing to do with this, and it's just Jamie Foxx being proud and not wanting to show he's in bad shape. That doesn't really make any sense, because look at Jeremy Renner, right? Uh, 51 years old, that accident happened. He was in horrible shape, and he told people exactly what happened to him every step of the way, showing photos and videos. Sure. And now he's going on talk shows talking about how horrific it was, and he was almost dead. Why if, would yeah, Jamie Foxx be too proud to well, say you he know, had a stroke? The thing is, he's been unvaccinated this whole time, and he wanted to work on a movie set. If I if I got all this right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm just going off of the assumption that all of these um, alleged um, specifics are correct. So he, you say they forced him. Um, I'll just have to disagree with that quick because. Nobody was forcing him to get a vaccine. Um, if he really wanted to, you know, be part of this um, production and they said, hey, listen, you can't, you know, unless you take the vaccine. Yeah, they make it a little difficult, but he could have, um, you know, just said, you know what? No, I'm good. So, in but turn, Merlin, he, he chose, I'm going to argue with you there. He shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to get a medical procedure in order to, in order to make a living and do what you love yes, doing. Yes, Mike, Mike, right. I right. completely 100% agree. And you know what? Like, um, yeah, he could have taken a like stand, he, sure. But it's it's not – he shouldn't have to take that stand. Well, I, I think it's completely ridiculous for not just, you know, production in Hollywood, but for all of the facilities in North America pretty much especially here in Canada that made it very difficult to do, you know, not even very difficult. They tried their hardest to make it, you know, inconvenient for people to do basic things unless they took a vaccine. So I completely agree. 
And look, you know, look, someone like Jamie Foxx, you're right. Maybe his uh, he's a lot of money in the bank, probably doesn't need the job or can probably wait till this passes a couple of years, whatever it may be. But think of how many people can't do that or couldn't do that. Right. There were a lot of people that weren't in the financial situation, regular workers with Jamie Foxx, which is why millions of yeah. people took the vaccine. Millions of people took it because they were forced to take it. They weren't forced because the government couldn't do that. They just they could do just one step lower than that and make it so people that needed to survive in life right. had to take it for themselves or they lose everything. So yeah. it's not technically well, that's, forcing, but that's yeah, a, like, that's a that's a way of forcing people to do things. When you take away their livelihood, their ability to make a living well, to they feed were, their families. It wasn't forced, but it's very close because you don't want like if you lost your job what about saying, if you don't step into this gas chamber, I'll kill the rest of your family? What is, what is that? Is that forcing? Is that the government forcing? Of course. That's the government. Because if you don't step into that gas chamber, your family's killed. That's the government essentially saying, if you don't have this, you can't do this. Right. right? But what are the things that, that you couldn't do? Right. It wasn't um, things that were, you know human basic human rights stuff right you can't work here if you don't have a vaccine you can't go to a bar if you don't have a vaccine so it's, you have to make the choice you still have a choice as a person do i lose my job or do i take the vaccine right a choice that a human being shouldn't have to make in a so, yes, just society you're exactly right but right. it was still a choice nothing was forced but they 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 did everything they could right to to persuade people and listen i I could get, I could, I could talk um, for quite a bit, especially with somebody. Oh, the only thing, that the only thing agree. that stopped them in this country, especially from literally, literally, what you might consider the definition of forcing people, which is grabbing them and sticking it in, it, is the Constitution. I mean, and they still, they still stomped on the Constitution. But believe me, Merlin, there are plenty of people in this country, especially on the left, who, if they could have actually physically forced people. To get it, they would have done that. In fact, well, they said that in yeah. polls. Democrats said that in polls. People should be actually forced. There were people out there, really high-level, high-profile people, who said people should be held down and forced to get these vaccines. Of course, of course, yeah. it's all part. It was all part of the propaganda that they, that they spread around to make the people even more against the unvaccinated. Right. You know, it could Absolutely. Divided. And totally. Yes. Back to the Jamie Foxx thing, mm -hmm. if I may. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, there's just too many um, specifics we don't know regarding that. And I don't really care because he's just a spot. You know, he's a figure in the spotlight. Who cares? He took it. If he's sick from the vaccine, right? You know, nobody will ever know because like I heard you guys saying, like, you know, if he says, it's not even him. If a well, doctor, if an actual doctor that isn't also persuaded mm. can actually confirm his sickness was from a vaccine, right? You know, that would never get out. Right. Well, I'll say this much. I mean, Bill brought that up that he'd be getting pressure maybe from the movie company, not to say anything, but Here's my feeling. 
if I am in his position and I don't want to get the vaccine and I'm forced to get it, that's bad enough. And I get it. And then I get sick. Something happens to me. And I believe it's from the vaccine. I'm just I'm not going to stay quiet. I I can understand what Bill said. If I'm Jamie Foxx, I'm not going to stay quiet. Do you have your vaccine? Say again? Did you take the vaccine? No, no. And I don't even like calling it vaccine, to be honest. I like to call it the shot. Um, yeah. You're better off but, calling it the shot. Okay. It's, not, it's so, not a real vaccine anyway. Yeah. In, 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 your, in your scenario, right, you said if you were forced to get the shot. Well, it seems to me like you're the, one of the people that's not going to take it no matter what. You're not going to be forced, right? No. My brother, um, he was in healthcare, and they said everybody's required to have it. He quit. He took a stand. His yeah. friend had a wedding and he said, everybody's got to be vaccinated here. He didn't go to the wedding. So, yeah. you know, there's no, for one, you can't make that, you know, comparison. Like if, but you, Maryland, if you took it and you got here, sick, I understand what you're saying. you wouldn't yeah. even take it for uh, but one. I'm in, a, I'm in a situation and it's kind of an elitist situation in that I'm single, don't have a wife to worry about, don't have kids to worry about. So it puts me in the situation of only having to worry about myself. I have that freedom that a single person has, that a bachelor has. And so it makes it a little bit easier to make that, take that stand than someone who knows that their kids and their wife are going to perish if they don't get it. Uh, yeah, you're 100% right. There is, um, there is levels to um, com- complicity. I mean, not complicity. It gets more complicated Maryland. the more invested you are in life. What I want family. to do for Merlin is I I want to punish the people who force people to do this stuff, who coerce people, whatever word you want to use, in order to live life. I want them punished, and I want them punished well, severely. I, I agree solely. I agree 100%, but unfortunately, I think that's near impossible. So – here in Canada, we tried to stand up for that. We had a protest in, in well, the capital. It did the take – which one? You're talking about the truckers? Yes. It took okay. them two years. They did it finally, but it did take them a couple of years to do it. Uh, you know. not, not quite that long. You know, Almost. Maybe <laughs> Let's put it this things. way. Canadians, uh, we, unfortunately, we, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not very happy with Canadians. I mean, Americans took a lot of shit, too. I'm but Canadians really took it, you know? I'm disgusted by this country. Yeah. I'm disgusted, right? Where are you in Canada? I'm in Toronto. Oh, well, Toronto is one of the worst examples of, oh, of know, course, liberal of course. hell. But you know what? Three weeks goes on for this trucker uh, convoy, and our prime minister invokes the Emergency Act. Oh, I know. Oh, he's a he's a total scumbag. I right? hate him. Yeah. And you know, there's, you know, there's implants there. You know, obviously trying to um, make it look like it's uh, racist stuff, and it's just it's complete and utter illegal breach of our rights. Sure. Breach of everything. Yeah. And what happened? Right. Even what happened in the end? In the end, you know, 
they didn't want to resolve what the protest was for, so they resorted to their power. Well, you know, I have to admit this, though, as, as much as I say Canadians took it for so long and the truckers took a couple of years, that event, regardless of how it ended with, with Trudeau doing his, his uh, fascist move, yeah. uh, that, that event, I, I think, really was the beginning of the end of COVID mandates in a lot of ways. I think, I think because they were the afraid of people convenient. doing that here on a bigger scale. Yeah, I think it was just convenient timing. I think if it was, if it were to happen, you know, six months earlier, I don't think um, you you would have seen the mandates and stuff. And they didn't end for quite a while after that. And, um, you know, it's just a joke. It's And then all you see in the news is, oh, these businesses can't, can't, they're losing money because of the noise, right? The trucks are blocking it. It, it's just like that's what they'll pump out that this convoy was disrupting, you know, the businesses of Ottawa, right? And the economy, pretty much. After Trudeau shut down businesses for months, completely wiped out thousands of small businesses. Walmart is open, you know. And yeah, the big box stores were open. Yeah. The big box stores Everything were not open. Told Everybody's to crammed in there. Yeah. Small businesses had to close, but the big box stores, the big corporations weren't touched. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. It was so gross to me. Yeah. And you know what? Now, look, it's funny now. Look, it's just like nobody talks about it now. And right. It's like, what's the next step? That was just the beginning. You know, and now the next step is going to be, we had to show the papers to go to the restaurant, show your papers. Oh, I remember, of course, happened here in California too, right? Yeah, and I took it was two, basically New York, California, and Canada. You know, <laughs> you know. I took two. I took two shots, and uh, I'm very, I'm not happy about it, and um, you know, I feel, you know, I feel taken advantage of. Like I don't know, you know. It's just uh, it's it's a it's a form of medical rape, actually. And that's 100%. what that was. That was medical so I could rape. Go finish my apprenticeship because the, the the college wouldn't let you in. So I did it just to get my my license quicker. If I would have waited six more months a year, right? They're not even requiring vaccination anymore. Maybe I don't think so. No, most of the most of the universities are dropping it here. Also, at this point, yeah. Most if of I would have waited, but you know, I got this uh, juice in me now. I felt fine, right? But you know, we'll see longer term. Just don't get any yeah. boosters. No, no, like no way. Okay, no way. Four or five. Like, what is that? Like, it's yeah. just a joke. Yeah, right. it's millions of dollars. Yeah, and, no, no. Um, don't get any boosters. Maybe ten years from now. Well, and look, and look at what effects. we just found out. As I reported on this show earlier this week, Israel reports that zero, zero, fifty, under fifty, healthy people died of COVID. Zero, under fifty who were healthy died of COVID. And you know what, Merlin? About a year and a half ago, I asked a doctor friend of mine um, who works in a city central hospital here. 
I said, how many young people came into the hospital? Young people, no pre-existing conditions, healthy, and died of COVID. And he said, zero. This was a year and a half ago. And now we're learning in Israel from a study that nobody under 50 who was healthy died of COVID. There were so many lies told. And I don't want to give a number of the actual number of people who died of COVID directly, but it's very low, very low. It's, it's very low. It's yeah. very low. And you'll never know what the number is, right? No. The exact number. Because I've, 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 I've known a few personal stories of people's young kids dying from something unrelated to COVID whatsoever. And the doctor put that as a death. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they try to complain and say whatever, how gross, but right. It's, it's from the inside. The doctors were skewing numbers. And I just, one more thing here to go back on the Israel. Um, Yeah. It's funny because I was looking into that once this whole thing started. Okay. And you know what's funny? You know where I got my my um, information from? The government oh, where? of Canada. Oh, where? The website. The Health Canada? Health yeah, Canada? of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a breakdown there, right, of male, female, age groups, of all infected people and people who have died from COVID. So I checked last, probably last year, 25,000 people died from COVID in Canada since the beginning of the pandemic. And the age range of 85, 90% of those deaths were 60 plus years old. I and those are the official numbers. Seeing, I remember looking and seeing 30 and under deaths was under 100. Yeah, yeah. But it's a, you know, global pandemic, right? And remember, the official numbers numbers being reported, reported. we know the numbers are actually much lower than that, right? right. So, Exactly. But it was all about the case number every day, right? Right. Right. Every day the news would be like, you know, how many new positives and the the test kits would be false positives every time anyway. Oh, those tests were were terrible. 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 Yeah. Absolutely terrible. It was all one big scam. It's nice to hear somebody here (laughs) that realizes it because, you know what, I can't believe how many people have uh, just gone with it. I I know. I know. You know, oh, it's to save lives, you know. Get vaccinated for other people, not yourself. Like, what? Like, you know. Like and remember, remember, Merlin, they Merlin, knew very early in that process, in that, process that, that it would not stop not the spread of COVID. So all that so was, all bullshit. was bullshit. Yeah, a fucking piece of cloth mask. No. Let's not even right. get into masks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that you couldn't go into a store without one here. Of course, of course. Right? Yeah. And um, people thought like that was going to, that's stopping the spread. Right? And you're touching it all day. Like, people are just, like, I don't realize how 
people just don't think. It's just like, yep, yep. out of 40 million people in Canada, right, less than 50,000, like, like I said, 30,000 deaths, apparently, to COVID, and, you know, 28,000 of those were, were senior citizens. Yep. So, you know what? Yeah, if, if you get a respiratory, you know, disease, which that's what it is, you're toast. Yeah. No, it's, you know, uh, it's uh, it, these, these no young persons getting fucking sick from this shit. The enormity, the enormity of, the of the scam, scam that was perpetrated on all of us, all of us is, is not going to be known for a very long time. But at some point, point we'll it? get there. We'll get Merlin, Merlin, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I appreciate the call. I appreciate it as well, man. <laughs> yeah. Call back again soon. All right. And uh, let me get back to... Bill. Hey, Bill. So, would Merlin... That was straight from Canada. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 scary. It really is. And it's... You know, we can use the... We can go through the verbiage of were you forced to take this? And, you know, uh, were people held down? No. No. But it doesn't matter. Basic, basically, they were held down if they wanted to live life, right? Well, a couple of things. They were definitely coerced. You can even say extorted because I know a gal whose husband was a fireman right. and he had to take the vaccine to keep his job. It's and another guy who lost his job to the uh, market forces of vaccine. He was installing actually disability shower units. And so he got laid off Um and then to get a new job, he had to get vaccinated to get hired. So I even knew people who were working from home that their companies made them get vaccinated. Right, exactly. That's insane. Right. How stupid is that? You have to get vaccinated <laughs> to work. From, that's how insane this yeah, the whole thing was. I mean, yeah. look at, look at. remember I brought up yesterday that the state capitol in mm -hmm. uh, Connecticut has brought back masks. That's nuts. So, so wait a minute. It's, it's like people saying, okay, so there's only COVID, I guess, in the state capitol. But, you know, it gets <laughs> even wackier than that. It's only like one floor of the state capitol. Really? Where they have to. <laughs> How insane is that? So I guess COVID just exists on that one floor. And so evidently, you know what happened, Bill? There were like a bunch of hypochondriacs on the third right. floor of the state capitol. Mm -hmm. And they decide, could you imagine? So it's not like you don't have to wear a mask anywhere else. Then you walk into the building, you don't got to wear it. But if you go to floor three, you have to wear a mask. And these people don't understand how fucking crazy they are. There must be somebody there who maybe has some major comorbidities or a couple people that they've managed to get their supervisor to go along. Say right. someone who's right. battling some... I don't know, uh, comorbidity or several comorbidities, that may be it. But, but if you, so if you don't yeah. want to like live life and deal with other humans anymore, mm -hmm. then work from home. That's the way I see it. Well, I, I concur. I, yeah. I, and, and not to mention masks don't do, as Merlin said, we know the 47 studies on life site news and masks are not only ineffective, but another 30 odd studies that claim that they cause all kinds of ailments. So, you know, this is just, preposterous everything about this has been uh conjured up under false pretense even the death rates because did you die from covid did you die with covid 
based on what? A fraudulent test. I mean, the whole thing has been a huge scam. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And most of us knew this. And so I can't say – it's not like the extent of the scam is worse than I thought. It's just the fact that it's amazing to me constantly, especially now with all the information that's coming out, Mm. how they got away with it and continue to get away with it. How there are so many people who even with all of the evidence that we have, they don't want to understand. They don't want to see what a scam it was. <laughs> I think the reason to. being. They refuse to. Yeah. Well, imagine if you had gone along with it and you got several vaccines and you yeah. maybe kept your your relatives away from your house because right. for the holidays they weren't willing to wear a mask and vaccinated or you weren't able to. Um, you deterred people from gathering. Um, if you were, you know, we used to call the Italian the poobah, the one in charge. The grand poobah. The grand poobah, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, if there was a grand poobah in any situation that was going along with this whole COVID, COVIDian garbage, it'd be pretty hard for that person, I think, to, to say, hey, look, I was wrong. A lot of people have difficulty saying that. I'm not saying that's the right tack, but I'm just saying it would be very hard. Not to mention, if you acknowledge that you took these vaccines and somebody you know was vaccine injured, uh, you're not going to want to admit that to yourself. Right. Because, you that's see, true. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of, of it is just pride. People have pride, right? And they yeah. don't want to, or people don't want to admit they were hoodwinked, right? They don't want to admit it. They, they're too, I'm too smart to be hoodwinked, right? Well, they've, a lot of them bought into the idea that the, the Wuhan strain was really deadly. And then as the strains progressed and mutated, they got less of That's all nonsense. It's never been anything from the beginning. We, it's all been, uh, for example, we know the flu rate. This is the overall death rate of this. The infection fatality rate is no, is lower than the flu. So it's, it's all been conjured up by pharma and the central banks to do what? To ruin small businesses to another great wealth transfer, as you said, uh, and as Merlin said, and to grab greater power and control over people and condition them because they have said the next one's coming and it's going to be potentially, they've already told us it's going to affect kids. It's going to be very serious. You know, they're already, the predictive programming is set in, Mike, you know, and um, they're going to ramp up the fear level because now to get people to comply, it has to be something that's, you know, supposedly going to give kids polio, and uh, brain damage. Yeah, of course. That, that's actually one of the contagions <clears throat> they say may come down the pike, which is preposterous. Plus, not to mention, that's going to spread in an aerosol form. What? You know, it's just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And, and, and It's but, tons of bullshit, but they yeah. have people. In other words, it's interesting because they have people, like, like Merlin said, he got COVID twice, right? Mm-hmm. And he got the shots. <laughs> So, right. you know, it's bullshit. And work. we hear that story over and over again from yeah. people, you know, who I got all the boosters and I got, and they go on Twitter and they say, they still, they're still doing it. Oh, I got all the boosters. Why am I getting COVID again? They don't yeah. get it. It doesn't oh. work. The shot doesn't work. <laughs> I, Why can't they get it? They just can't accept them. it. The mainstream media still, but the, the other thing is, you know, talk about vaccine ventures. Don't forget about Deion Sanders, who lost toes. He ended up having um, oh, that's true. vaccines. That's true. 
Deion Sanders lost toes. Yeah. You're right. You know, so yeah. it's. I'd like to think that the more time passes and the more stories yeah. we hear and the more of these things that happen, people will more and more people will wake up. But yeah. I think, I truly think, I think we might be at a point now, Bill, with those of us who were. I'm not going to say woke awake when it comes to this issue mm-hmm. are going to be awake. And those people who are sleeping are going to continue to stay. Asleep. Oh yeah. For I sure. think the line's been drawn now and I don't think you're going to see many people crossing over them. No, the unfortunate thing is though in the past it was, if you don't get vaccinated, you know, you're killing grandma, the great generation. Now the next one is you don't get vaccinated. You're going to be causing children. You see, this is the, the one of the biggest triggers for people uh, children, children, young, innocent lives. And that's what they're predicting. Well, at least they've catastrophic contagion. The tabletop predictive programming that they've run in Brussels is going to be children. And so that's a big button. And, you know, uh, you saw what they did to people. Well, you're not getting vaccinated. I have a friend of mine, a marshal, who I was good friends with, right? And he's in his 70s. And we kept in touch. Um and at one point he said, I, I call, I would call him periodically just to goof around, see how he was doing. One time I call him and we start talking. He started screaming at me. He said, I have trouble with people like you. It's because of you that people are still getting sick. Cause of course I won't get vaccinated. And he was blasting me and he was angry with me. And I was like, um, Marshall, you know, I don't even leave the house. I'm nowhere near you or anybody else that I can, I'm housebound. I said, and my landlord's vaccinated. I'm, he's cool. He's not worried about me giving him something because yeah. I would have to get sick from someone coming here. Well, this, you know is, what I mean? this is what the government yeah. did. And we know they yeah. were doing this. This was yeah. simply to pit us against one another exactly. instead of putting us against the government. Which is what I, all, always. Right. So I have a friend. He comes on here from time to time named Domestic, and he was telling me a story tonight about how a friend of his was really mad at him mm-hmm. because he was going to Florida during COVID and having a good time and living his life while this guy's mother, I believe living in Canada, mm-hmm. was shut in and wasn't allowed to go out. Right. And I'm thinking, so you're mad at the person who's living their life right. instead of the government who's forcing your mother to stay inside. Exactly. But that's exactly what they did because they know people. I, I guess it's just a lot of people are just mentally weak. I think that's well, what it comes down to. I think that you have to remember uh, the totalitarian two step is problem, reaction, solution. You right. know, and so they, you know, don't forget there were all those pictures out of Italy with people prone. On ventilators, laying on, you know, prone and they're unconscious. That was frightening for, and we heard stories of all these people dying and people being abandoned and, and so people dying in their homes. And, and so I think, um, that fear factor is, is used. The, it's, first of all, it's, I, we've talked about this once before, ideological subversion. That's Beznamov. He was a Russian, uh, KGB who defected and he told us the technique as he's described it is dehumanization I'm sorry demoralization is the first step so then destabilization so of course the pandemic pandemic, did that for a lot of people 
right? On all levels. What about, about dehumanization as part that of that too? Yeah, that too. And then, so that creates the crisis and the fear is so high that they can manipulate people to what they will call a new normal, but it's not normal. It's, there's nothing normal about it. It's basically the totalitarian advancement of, of control. And so, um, and, and they're working this really hard. There's going to be, as Fauci said, more coming and they've got more RMA, RMA, RMA platforms and they're going to ramp up the fear. This one's going to be worse. Well, and, you know, my it God. It looks like all of this happened. Once again, bring this back to what's happening mm-hmm. in the election. All this happened mm-hmm. with Trump president. So all we can assume, yeah. my assumption is if Trump is president again, it can happen again under him. I don't think it would happen if Ron DeSantis were president. It won't I don't happen think Ron DeSantis. He, he wouldn't allow it, and yeah. neither would this guy. I'm going to play a clip while you're on with me. Sure. This is RFK Jr. talking right. today or sometime mm-hmm. recently about, about the Constitution. Here's RFK Jr. The Constitution was written. They wrote it for for hearts. They wrote it not, no matter what. You, know, you can't suspend the Constitution for any reason. It doesn't matter if the country is falling apart. You can't do it. It doesn't matter if people are dying. Fights are, you know, there was a generation in 1776 who put their lives, their fortunes, their reputations on the line and their livelihoods, their property, in order to give us those mental rights. Once a government takes a power, it will never give it back voluntarily. That is a rule of political science. And the other rule is that every power they take will ultimately be abused possible. So that is RFK Jr. basically saying you can never suspend the Constitution for any reason, Bill. He said you can't suspend it if the country is falling apart. You can suspend it if people are dying. You cannot suspend the Constitution. And there's nothing that says it can be suspended by anyone. Right. And that's the point. So once again, I'm pretty confident that if RFK Jr. were president, mm. this would never happen. This is important because the World Health Organization has already written in the amendments. And unless they're, uh, let's see, I think if a two-thirds, mm, there has to be more than a third against it, voting against it, actively voting of the member countries to stop them from going forward, the international health regulation amendments. Right. So this is important. And I don't, you know, take the United States as a whole, unless we get around DeSantis in office or RFK Jr., there's going to be no delegate from us that's going to fight that. You know, if it's Democratic, like Joe Biden, it's not going to happen. Of course not, never. You know, you know that. And I don't yeah. know about Trump where he <laughs> you would know, come I, from. I look at COVID, the whole COVID mm-hmm. thing, the way I look at Vietnam. People can mm. say, what are you talking about? Well, I think that you had – it started under Kennedy, right? Mm. And COVID started under Trump. And there's a lot that oh, – look, people – we can go back in history and say people say Kennedy was going to end it, and that's one of the reasons why he was assassinated, whatever. Mm-hmm. He still sent people out there, right, to start yes. the whole process. We don't mm. know exactly how it would have gone if he had lived. But we do know that LBJ you know, pumped it up oh, yeah. and escalated. So, and COVID started under Trump. And he really didn't do anything to de-escalate it. And then Biden took over and, of course, took it to the new level mm-hmm. with the boosters and the vaccine mandates and all that stuff. And we don't know for sure. Just like with Kennedy in Vietnam, we don't know for sure 
if there would have been vaccine men. We know there would have been boosters under Trump because he pushes the vaccine. And no. today, Bill, yeah. today at a speech, he continued to push today the vaccine, this guy. Oh, my yes. God. And so there very well may have been vaccine oh, mandates because no. he loved the vaccine. That's not a stretch to say the guy who said he started the vaccine, invented the vaccine, and continues to push the vaccine would have been behind the mandate. So, so can I ask you a question? can say all they okay. want, how mm-hmm. he didn't do the vaccine mandate. But I, I think you can put two and two together and say there was a decent chance that he would have been okay with at least governors doing it that way. So he was at a rally or speech today and yes. with the infection fatality rate and everything you're talking about out of yes. Israel and what we've learned. He from continues the to talk about oh my God. Operation Warp Speed. Yes. Oh, no, he hasn't. He's going to push that. See, that's what he's going to try and use against DeSantis, which I think will backfire on. Because oh, it has to. How could it not? Yeah, he, I know. He, even the people who, even his cult members know the vaccine was shit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't talk to many Trumpers who think the vaccine was good. That's you know, true. so I don't know what he's doing. I don't get it. I don't either. You know, before you, you move on, Mike, I just wanted to mention, um, remember we talked about colon cancer last night and the escalation? Yes. yes. Believe it or not, I found in the NIH library PubMed, ivermectin's effective versus that. I put it in the live chat, the link. It's in, it's in uh, PubMed. Really? Yes, check it out. It's true. <laughs> you don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, but of course, they're not prescribing it because it's generic. They can't make any big yeah. money off it. Hey, it's, hey, Bill, I know this yeah. is a rhetorical question, but why mm-hmm. aren't, like, colon cancer and all these other forms of, why aren't they increasing so much in, like, uh, Europe or, you know, the, the Netherlands or the Scandinavian countries? Why here? Uh, well, we know the I, answer, right? Right. Well, the GMO foods, there's a lot of things that they won't allow in their foods that we, Due to art, we adulterate our foods to such a degree. For one thing, GMO foods, there's a lot of them they won't allow to be processed that way. Uh, plus, uh, they, a lot of them drink wine with their meals and, you know, they may have a lot of cheese and dairy, but they're drinking wine and seems to uh, have a beneficial effect, uh, uh, reducing uh, cholesterol levels and uh, metabolic syndrome. But I think mostly it's, it's just a, a diet and maybe they're they're a little more active you know uh i don't really know like for example like when i went to paris that's the kind of city you just want to walk around so beautiful why would you want to and so it's so convenient to walk around um uh, Riley, I, I can only speculate you know? sorry. Right, sorry i'm just queuing up, i'm queuing up something i'm sorry yeah sure uh you what know Riley endorsed desantis Riley Gaines, the woman who is against trans people taking over men. I should say men. Let me make it clear. Daniel will be very mad at me. Men taking over women's sports. This is, you know. And so she's now endorsed uh, DeSantis. I'll play a clip of her in a second. You know what I think that's all about, Mike? Yeah. Think about this. Take, for example, just since Lance Armstrong, who's won the Tour de France? We don't even know. So, right, um, somebody's won it, but no we don't know. So the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, the, I think they wanted to create, you know, good press, bad press, either way it's press and it's clicks, click, clickbait brings people's attention to it. 
either way, either you're going to, like Ali, either you love to love him or you love to hate him. Yes. But still, it brought your attention there. Yeah. Right? Um, during the baseball home run era, you might say, well, that was all steroids. Well, either way, if you felt that way about it, it still brought your attention there. You'd be like, this guy doesn't deserve it. You know, he shouldn't beat Babe Ruth's record or Hank Aaron. He doesn't. Or you, it didn't matter to you. You just want to see the home runs and whatever. So this, I was thinking about this. This is clearly unjust to have men swimming and doing sports with women. But on the other hand, look at all the attention it's bringing to the, to the games, you know? Um, and the debate and the controversy, you know, and once you have attention, then you can sell advertising. Yep. Right. Yep. I think that's what it's all about. It's all oh, about, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a, a lot of it has to do with the uh, advertising. You're right. Yeah. Owns hundred percent right. And like like Merlin saying, it's a it's all very much a distraction. Right? Yeah. That that's razzle true. dazzle you and I like to talk about so much. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. that true? It's just yeah. a crazy world. You know. It's, you know, I was thinking of Orwell, 84, Oceana, you know, Newspeak, you know what I mean? The, 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 we're, we're, these, it's so important that we keep communicating what we do about, you know, naturopathic means of health and dietary means of health and things like that, because they are brainwashing the younger generation with this ideological subversion, creating this whole crisis and forcing kids to get vaccinated to go to college and 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 the mainstream media is convincing them that they need these vaccines going forward and you know there'll be a time when it'll be really hard to reach the younger generations you know to pull back and say no 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 you didn't need that all along you know you could have eliminated glyphosates and pesticides and you know uh, fungicides from your diet and all those chemicals in your body care products and your cleaning house cleaning all that stuff is tasking your immune system and 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 weakening it and there's a whole holistic way of doing things they have completely eliminated the idea of holistic healthcare from the whole covidian you know they wiped that right out with the science they just eviscerated it right you know and and i've talked to people who I was like, it was weird. Like a lot of people used to smoke a lot of pot, which I never did. I'm like, you know, cannabis is really good for your immune system and, you know, certain forms of it. It's actually antiviral, not necessarily smoking pot, but cannabis oils, certain oils and stuff. Why did you capitulate and get vaccinated, you pothead? (laughs) I don't even smoke dope. And I was like, I'm not getting vaccinated. No way, no how. You know, like we said earlier, like the the rock and roll, you know, anti-establishment. They were, look what they did. They demonized people, their own peers that wouldn't get vaccinated, you know? Yeah. Insane. Absolutely. You know. Hey, Bill, I'm going to let you go. Oh, Thank yeah. You thanks, Mike. I'm going to play a few more. Clips. Sure. Yeah, uh, thanks, good. Bill. Yeah. As always. Thanks. All right. So this was uh, Riley Gaines today on the uh, Eric Balling show, The Balance on Newsmax, talking about her endorsement, why she's endorsing, you know, why, why are you endorsing Ron DeSantis? All right, folks, the 2024 GOP primary battle is just starting to heat up. And my next guest is here exclusively to announce to you who she will be supporting in 2024. Let's now bring in former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines. Riley, you have some news to break here exclusively on the balance. Who are you going to support for president in 2024? Absolutely. Eric, thank you so much for having me on. 
Um, first of all, I just want to share how, as a young woman myself, how just how I've been affected by this gender ideology propaganda that's being pushed across this country. Um, I really understand the threat that we as Americans are under. Um, just based off my own experience and being forced to compete and change the locker room with a male, uh, as well as being physically attacked by a mob for simply saying that that's unfair. Um, not to mention, I see the direction that colleges are going. And to be totally honest, the Biden administration, um, the people who are in charge of this country right now, the threat that they're placing on women and girls um, across the board, not just in sports, but women and girls systemically. That's why this next ele election is so important. Um, for the sake of restoring and ultimately saving America um, and the people who live here. Um, so that being said, I'm so excited to announce that I am officially endorsing um, Governor DeSantis as president. Um, his leadership has been crucial in rooting out the radical ideology that's really driving this insanity um, and really bringing visibility to these cultural issues that affect the breakdown of families, the breakdown of faith, the breakdown of freedoms. Um, he's really taken on this political establishment, the woke corporations, the media, and he's won. And we know this based off his success in Florida alone. All right. So there's, right, there she is. There she is endorsing joking. Ron DeSantis for president. Uh, at least you get some kind of fairness on Newsmax. You can't get it. You can't get it on Fox. I mean, Fox is just totally in the bag for Donald Trump. It's embarrassing. It's actually embarrassing. It's almost like, well, I know they, they're forced to be in the bag, but that's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Too obvious. When you make it so obvious that you're being forced to be in the bag because you know where your bread is buttered as far as your viewers go, that's pretty sad. That's pretty sad. Um, Merlin, I'm going to end the show a little early. I'll, I'll put you on for a last word in a second, but I'm going to end the show a little early tonight because actually in a few hours I'm heading to Florida. And so I do want to do a little house cleaning. There'll be no show. There'll be no Friday night show because I'll be traveling all day and I'll be wiped out. Um, so there'll be no Friday show, but what I'll do is on, on Monday, my shows will be, you know, I do this a couple times a year. I go to the East coast. And so, you know, this show normally airs 11 PM Pacific, 2 AM Eastern. But since I'll be on the East coast, I'll change that because I don't want to start the show at two in the morning, <laughs> my local time. So I'll be on earlier. I don't know exactly what time. Look at the schedule. I'll put it on the schedule before Monday. But but the show will probably air two or three hours earlier than it usually airs while I'm in uh, Florida. So definitely for next week, starting Monday night, we'll start the show a little bit earlier. We'll see what that. We'll see how that changes the the dynamic. But um, I'll be in the free state of Florida, the free state of Florida. And I can't wait to get there. Um, you know, so the Riley Gaines thing is great, right? But what amazes me so much is that, once again, is she going to be able to break through the Republican, the cult, the cult of Trump? And <clears throat> how big is the cult of Trump, right? We don't know. The polls don't tell us everything. We're not, don't listen to the polls. Now, once again, I think only to show how insane Trump is, I mean, to constantly be talking about Ronda Sanctimonious, Dan Sanctimonious, his name, his name, constantly using that name and making fun of his name and how he pronounces his name. It's just such childish bullshit, but it goes to the mindset of his cult, right? He knows his cult likes that garbage. And then to go after Kelly McEnany, his former press secretary, who a good press secretary for him, professional, who I'm sure they've been friends 
absolutely destroying her because she said he was 25 points up instead of 31 points up shows what a petulant child but it's not just a child if a child did that if a child said something like you know oh you know I finished, I got an A in English, not an A minus. I want to make it clear. And they take a tantrum. That's a child. But when an 80 year old man who was president and wants to be president again is going crazy over a polling number and destroying a friend and a good person over it shows he's not just a petulant child. He's insane. There's something mentally wrong with this man. This man is a mental, a mentally belligerent lunatic. And so, but it shows how strong his cult is in a normal world. Once again, we talk about in a normal world and the way people would react to COVID and how we were fooled and hoodwinked. But in a normal world, no one would be supporting this guy. But he knows his cult is so strong and his cult is so low, low, I don't know what it is, ignorant, low IQ. They don't care. They just want this belligerent moron that he can say whatever he wants. I don't get it. And I'm I'm not calling them deplorables, but they are cultish, right? They are cultish. They have a cult mentality with no matter how bad this guy is, we're going to stick with him. And the Democrats, of course, are guilty of that also. No matter how many times Biden falls, no matter how many names he forgets, no matter how many invisible hands he wants to shake, no matter how many people he calls on who just died recently, they're going to stick with him. So these cults, we're seeing this cult mentality, you know, we're seeing it and it's on both sides equally. And so breaking through those cults, uh, what Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis is going to have to break through the cult of Trump, which is probably the strongest one. And then he's going to have to break through the cult of Democrat, of Biden, which is probably not quite as strong. So it's going to be an interesting thing to see how he does this so far. So good. And of course, there'll be a long way to go to talk about this. One last thing, um, and then I'll, I'll give Merlin the last word, then we'll end the show. So I watch Fox, not Fox, I watch my local news, NBC News Bay Area. I hate watching the local news. It's all fake news. So, but I watched it for the first time in, in ages. And immediately I get upset because they have on the mayor here, London Breed, and they give her like 10 minutes to spew bullshit. No tough questions, no follow-ups, no facts. And basically her whole pitch is, well, the media, people who don't live in San Francisco are making out to seem worse than it is. And it's not really bad. There was the reality that we all live in here in other Democrat-run cities is not the real reality. The real reality is what the politicians tell us is the reality. And so it's such an obvious lie. It's such an obvious, ridiculous fabrication. But of course, there's no follow up questions. There's no, you know, the anchor is not going to challenge her. And on top of that, then they do this. They show this um, study or this poll put out, which, uh, you know, it's like a, it's one of these things like the, the, these magazines, they do like a, a polling, their own little poll of the best cities to live in. And, and so just laughably, now these are the anchors who live in San Francisco or probably just outside San Francisco because they can't deal with the crime and the homelessness here. Um, even though they tell us there is no crime and homelessness, not, not as bad as we think it is. And these people don't live here. They live outside. So they have to deal with it. These same people will sit there and they'll cite this study, whatever it was, by a fly by night outlet of some kind. 
That said, actually, San Francisco is one of the 10 best cities. Listen to this. San Francisco is one of the 10 best cities to raise a family. I mean, I, I almost fell on the floor. Once again, this is the mainstream media coupled with the politicians telling us that our reality that we know is the true reality is not the real reality. There's some alternate reality that they exist. And it's what they say the reality is. The San Francisco in the year 2023, and they say this with a straight face because they are shameless fake news, to use a Trump term, a true one, peddlers, that San Francisco is one of the 10 best cities to raise a family in. San Francisco is not one of the 10 best cities to raise a pack of animals in, let alone a family. Absolutely absurd. Okay, last word for the show and the week is going to go to our friend in Toronto, Merlin. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm not going to go off on uh, anything there, but just want to say um, if you're interested in anything across the border here relating to media that is not politically um, controlled or whatever. That's not fake? Not politically owned, state yeah, owned. Yeah. There's only one. Um, there's only one media outlet that's managed to kind of somewhat get their name out there. Merlin, you there? Hey, hello. Oh, did did you? I think you went out there for a second. Sorry. You were talking oh, about real yeah. news outlets. Well, there's only one. That's, what is it? Um, Rebel News. Oh, YouTube. Rebel News. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I've heard of Rebel okay. News. I've heard of okay, Rebel great. News. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you didn't say the CBC. No, no, no. So they're, they're, they're the only guys here in Canada. And um, they've been trying to, they've almost been shut down a few times, but, you know, they've donations and stuff. So Rebel News, you know. Anyway, I just wanted to say, uh, Mike, your um, video, your um, radio host, off topic. Yes. yes. So, if you don't mind, I just want to end it on um, something a little lighter. Sure. Um, I think it's uh, very cool that you were in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to school for um, media and entertainment. Um. So sound editing was uh, my main focus. Um, I just wanted to um, ask you if you wanted to share a little bit about where you're at now regarding your career and all that, if this has affected affected you, knowing how you know skewed everything is. Well, I just do this podcast five days a week. That's what I'm doing right now. You know, I worked in that corporate environment for about a decade and I I got tired of it. I don't like working in that corporate environment. Let's put it this way. If I did a radio show now, I would have to compromise myself quite a bit. I mean, I couldn't talk the way I do. Well, obviously, if it was terrestrial radio, I couldn't. I couldn't even curse because of the ridiculousness of the FCC, which needs to be another another three letter organization needs to be mis- dis- you know dismantled that in the year 2023 we can't you can't curse on the air is ridiculous but um 
you know, other things, you know, politically, probably some of the subjects I talk about, the way I talk about them, the, the brutal honesty I bring to it, I'd have to curb a little bit. You know, I probably couldn't use all those names that I use against Trump and, you know, and Kathy Hochul and Barbara Farrar and Joe Biden and all that. And I, I'd have to soften it up a little bit. And I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If I had to do that, I'd have to be making really good money. Someone will have yeah. to offer me really good money. And not even like in the professional world. Even here on any social media outlet, really. Like when Reddit had the talks, even saying the things we talked about today. Yeah. We'll get you kicked right away. So, well, you know, Rumble has now, I've never had any problem. Been on call in for what? Over a year now, year and a half almost. And 300 shows on here. I never had any problem. No one... David Sachs, who was the owner, or no one involved in Colin has ever said I had to tone it down. Never, not a word. So I have to give them that. And now that Rumble bought Colin, I would expect to be even better, right? Because Rumble's the place where a lot of conservatives who were censored on YouTube went to, to yeah. not be censored. So I think it's fine here, but it's not fine in the actual corporate world of television and mainstream television and radio. And you're so- where you have to be very, very careful because of the woke mob. And you have to give yourself credit. I just want to say as well, as a host and, you know, being, you know, laid back almost, giving people, you know, their free speech as well, yeah. right? You're not going to get um, triggered because somebody disagrees with you, you know, um, which yeah. happens. Depends who they are. <laughs> It depends, oh, really? Here, Merlin. It always depends on the energy other people bring, right? That's well, that's a big part of it. Oh, yeah, I guess so. so yeah, uh, yeah, you know, are you bringing nervous energy? Are you bringing aggressive energy? I'm going to match that, you know. But if you're not, you know, then see, I think that's the proper way to match. I'd be it. like, I'd be like Trump. I'm just going to yell at people like a maniac for no reason. Well, you could. Good, I, guess, I guess I could. You're yeah. not getting so mad where you, you know, mute them. You can't take it, so you, you know, you kick them, right? So they it's don't happened. have any. It's happened. It might happen again. Not with you. You're an easy. Canadians are very laid back. Once again, maybe too laid back during COVID. No. Well, like I said, you know, there's nothing. I don't think we can do at this point. Um, I just wanted to ask you. When you were in the corporate world, mm-hmm. were you, um, what was your, um, the industry? Like, was it like a news show? No, it was talk radio. Were you the, were you a host or were you production? Both. I did, I did, uh, I was a producer, I was a director, and I was a host. Wow. Yeah, they I did everything. I did a little bit of everything. I did a little bit of producing, a little bit of studio directing. I did some entertainment. I did film reviews on uh, my friend's show. And I did, when I was in Las Vegas, I hosted my own weekend show and I co-hosted the morning show. Yeah. So what do you, can I ask you, what what's, what are you doing now for? Just for this. I'm doing this five days a week. So you're retired? No, not really. I'm only 51. But I'm enjoying doing this right now. Let's put this way: right now, I'm I'm privileged enough to be able to do this. So that's what that's I'm doing. Great. But you're not. It doesn't pay. I'm just I'm just curious. Um, like coming from getting out of that um industry, mm-hmm. right? 
you know, there's not many fallbacks, I think, for, um, right? Not radio well, hosts, but. There's not many fallbacks, but the idea when you're in an industry like that, and no matter what age you are, or what, what you're doing, is, and I've always give this advice, is save up as much money as you can. Because look at Tucker Carlson, right? I mean, Tucker Carlson, incredibly popular, great ratings, was doing nothing wrong. I mean, he was getting the yeah. top rating, the highest rated like talk show hosted by a solo person in the country, in the world. And yet look what happened to him. So if it happened to Tucker Carlson, it can happen to me or anybody else. But Tucker was smart enough, right? You, you, you get popular very quick. You make as much money as you can, as quickly as you can, because you never know what's going to happen. And look at what happened. But look at but Tucker. Good, he now, I'm not saying that's Tucker. Good. Tucker's only two years older than me. He's 53. He's not going to retire. He could, but he'll do his thing on Twitter. Maybe he'll make a lot of money doing it. Maybe it'll take a while. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He, he doesn't have to worry about a, it. He made a lot while he was doing. Yeah, he could. He doesn't need to worry about money anymore. What about the average person? If you can give advice, because that's why I got out of it because there wasn't much money in it, and then also it wasn't yeah. like. It wasn't very stable. Well, and it wasn't very. There's money market. in it if you work. Well, there's money in it if you work in a big market. Usually, like if you are a doing a a radio show in New York or L.A., it's you're going to make good money, right? And if like you're doing television, obviously nowadays there's a lot of money in television. Almost everyone you see on television is probably making enough money where at the end of their contract, they probably don't even need to make any more money, right? If they're not crazy spenders. I mean, people on television get paid incredibly well. I mean, everyone, everyone on Fox gets paid, well, I mean, just mind-blowing yeah. money. But people you see. Yeah. But if you're in radio in, in New York or L.A. or Chicago, you're going to make pretty decent living. But now, if you're in, if you're in, if you're in radio in Des Moines, Iowa, yeah. if you're in radio in about... Omaha, Nebraska, yes. no. <laughs> no. You know, it, right. just, it, you're going to struggle. You kind of got to get, do you got, do you have to get lucky? I think. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. 100% right. luck is probably 90% of it. Where yes. did you start out? What city? New York. Yeah. Right. So that alone right there is like. I was very know. lucky. I was lucky. 100% lucky. I mean, I just, I was a at the right place at the right time in the right year. And it just, I got lucky. And then I got lucky again with the Vegas gig. Every what was your uh, first job in New York uh, studio director, for, studio director for a, a morning show. Really? Yeah. Right to studio director. It, it sounds more exciting than it sounds more involved than it is or higher up than it is. It's really, Studio director is basically screening phone calls and making sure, like the the show is running, flowing okay, and making sure you get the guests on on time and all that stuff. So it's okay. yeah, yeah. But I cool. I was nineteen when I started, which is like that's pretty good. And then from there, yeah, right. You need, you need like experience though. Yeah, like I mean, all that. not many people eighteen or nineteen start in that job. Right. So, so I was what lucky. Did you end up, how did like a producer, like what would yeah. you say the biggest paying job is behind the scenes? 
the biggest paying job behind the scenes is if you're running the station. But other than that, it's probably a producer or news director. Okay. I mean, if you're if you're a general manager or the or the program director of, of a major station, you're going to get paid a lot of money. Yeah, not pro, not that high, but just like you know, within within the within the um, within the, the grunts studio, producer the studio, right? Yeah, yeah. So, producer is yeah, probably the highest paying gig. Producer, and you, yeah. and you were a producer. I was a producer in Vegas, not New York. For radio or uh-huh. TV? Radio. Sorry, I'm just trying to pick your brain because like this was um. No, oh, never. I never. I never worked in. I never worked in television. I've only always worked radio. in radio. Right, because how could you make money like being a host? It's it's very hard, right? Isn't it? It's not hard to make money being a host. It's hard to get the job, and then keep the job because it seems like they switch. Yeah, yeah. Right. All, all the hosts, you know, they kind of they're in bed with each different um station, like Chum and yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Right? No, it's 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 a job that when people can keep it, they keep it forever, because it's. In other words, if you have a good job in that business of television and radio, you don't want to leave it because you don't know when the next job's going to happen. True, exactly, and that's exactly. That's why people will say, "Well, God, why is this? I watched this news station, and this anchor's been there for thirty-nine years. Well, yeah, because they get paid six figures, and uh, it's a great gig." And if they give it up, they're probably not going to be able to get another one. So well, it's yeah. not and what's it's not a business. Though, right? It's not a business where you're going to get you know you're going to find yourself being able to get the, as good a job sixteen times. It's not going to happen. You know, so yeah. you need to keep what you got. Unlike most businesses, where you could say, "Okay, I'll I'll leave, I'll take a break, and I'll get another job, no problem." That's not the way it works in yeah. radio and television. You got it. You got to keep it, make as much money as you can for as long as you can, because the next gig may never come. Well, if you're be like if you're an engineer though, right? If you're doing sound or video editing, right? Different story. Yeah, yeah. If you're a behind the scenes engineer, if you're like in the technical area, yeah, those jobs will probably be a little bit easier to find, but not that easy because they're still very demanding. Yeah. In demand, exactly. but if you're talking about the on-air talent, very, very different. There's there are so few slots to fill. Yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking that because like the on-air is like you know that's like so slim. Let's say know. I'm, I'm end the show in a minute, but I thank you for talking about this, Merle. And I, I like talking about it, but I, I am going to end the show. But I do want to end on this. Let's say Mike, me, wants to get a job at Fox News, right? Okay. And I know somebody, even if I know somebody, which I might, let's say I know somebody and they recommend me where, 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 where does someone fit in on that station when they have so many people who are already there doing that job and are pretty good at what they do? How many slots are there to fill at a place like Fox News? Right. Depending on the position. No, I'd want to be on air. I'd want to be. I'd want to do what Tucker Carlson does. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, come on. There's so you amount. There's a slot open though. If it, what? there has to be a slot, there has to be a slot open, right? Where? I mean, I watch. I've watched it a lot. I haven't watched it much recently, but there really isn't. No, I'm just, you're just using the example, right? You're right. I mean, like, let's look at let's look at Tucker Carlson. I mean, so Tucker somebody, Carlson right? was fired. So. Right. Tucker Carlson was fired. Right. And so they're looking for someone to take his place. So what have they done? They basically just like rotated guest hosts. 
among people who are already there. Okay. It's not like they're going out of the box and saying, Hey, Jimmy Dore, come and oh, do a no, show. Yeah. Right. It's not like yeah. they're going and saying, Hey, Mike Tracy, come and do a week or Mike Cachopoli, come and do. They're not doing that because what happens with most of these companies is that they simply go to the people they know. That's well, it. Yes. The very beginning. Then there's, right. a so thorough, if you, if, there's a thorough vetting process. Right. So if you're not yeah. already in, it's tough to get in. You gotta That's be what in. it comes down to. Yeah, you got to be o- obedient, right? They're not just going to throw anybody there, right? You well, gotta... you know, once again, Fox has made a huge mistake because they've set this ridiculous bar where you could be the top at your – you could be the best there is and still get fired. Why was why was that why was he fired? There's a whole host of we take hours to go into it, but the latest, I'm sure Tucker will talk about it eventually if he can. If there's no deal with money where he can't talk about it, but uh, the latest is that it was part of that Dominion lawsuit that Dominion said they had to fire Tucker. So nothing like on air. No, 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 no. It it basically was Dominion saying that in their lawsuit that they settled with Fox, that part of the settlement deal was they had to terminate Tucker Carlson. Oh, I see. Okay. So which is absolutely the most egregious and disgusting thing Fox News could have agreed to. To agree to yeah. something like that well, is just of course beyond. Right? And yeah. what, if you had the position, would you have taken it? I'm sorry. Say again? If you had the the position to get back on the air. Uh-huh. Would you take it? Or... You mean if I was offered? Yeah, like do you do you have any um Do I have any desire to, to go back? To... Yeah. Hitting this this is, this can't be enough for you. You're you're very um you're very oh, Thank you for saying that, but I mean it's well, it's yeah. not it would depend on the parameters, Merlin. It would depend on where what uh, pay what I could say and what I couldn't say. What you know, it's I have no. I, I wouldn't just if someone just said, "Okay, Mike, you're starting on this radio station tomorrow." I wouldn't say yes. I have to know what the parameter. I'd have to know here, Merlin. I'll end on this. This is the most important advice I could give anybody. You have to know if your boss is going to have your back, right? Yeah. And there are so few bosses these days who have the balls to have people's back to have the oh. backs of the people who work at their station whether it's of tv course. or radio right you can't have a boss where someone calls up and complains oh mike offended me oh you're fired mike oh a sponsor calls up and says <laughs> we don't like what mike said about bud light you're fired mike you can't have that yeah. so i, I yeah. also have to know merlin who my boss was well i don't think you i don't think you should have have a boss, I think. Uh, right? I think you're, I think you're your own boss at this point. And <laughs> well, right? it's tougher to make money when you're on your boss. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it's it's easier when someone's writing a check and signing their name. So, before you go here, good. You're going to Florida. You're going to Florida. in New York yes. right now. Say again. You're in New York right now. No, I live in San Francisco. Okay, you got a New York accent, I guess you. Yeah, I'm from live... New York, but I live in San Francisco okay. right now. Yeah. Do you have any social media um, following or anything you want to 
But uh, sure, my, my my Twitter is uh, at my name. It's Mike Kachopoli, but it's the opposite. It's at Kachopoli Mike. So if that's not the biggest fucking radio name there is, it is. That's not the Mike biggest. Kachop- yeah, not these well, days. No, I'm just saying it. Just yeah, right. What about um, Strombolopoulos? What's a Strombolopoulos? Uh, you mean cacciatore, chicken cacciatore. My name's he's like chicken cacciatore. Uh, yeah, so it's at, so my my Facebook is just Mike Cacciopoli and my Twitter is at Cacciopoli Mike. Those I'm I'm basically on Facebook and Twitter. No podcasts. This this is it. This this is a podcast. Yeah, well, I'm talking like um, outside of calling. Like no, no. I mean, I do this five days a week. That's enough. You huh. know, so I do this five days a week. You ever think about like um, going towards? Uh, YouTube? No, I don't want to do video, man. I'm not look. I could, I could do video on here now. They've opened up video on here no, and with Rumble buying. Yeah, the, the radio guys. They don't like the video. No, but Stern I don't did like it. the video. Stern did it. I could sit yeah. here and eat like a muffin while I'm doing this, and you can't see me doing that. <laughs> but if I turn this mic, if I turn this camera on, then I gotta, I gotta get like the Gavin Newsom hair slick back. I don't want to do all that stuff, you know. Oh, so, yeah, that's, yeah look, that's true. if I'm gonna do that. I'm going to be on TV making a lot of money. All right. So. Well, how you now? You have you ever meet Stern? No. Do you Not, want him? I know of him. I I've never encountered him. You never met him? Nope. What do you think of him? Oh, I don't know. You know, he was okay, and then he became this scared old man during COVID, and all of a sudden now he's this scared woke. Come on, yeah, the guy totally he sold he sold out. He sold he out. He sold out big, yeah. Oh, I forgot come about on. that. During the COVID thing, he was oh, just, he, terrible. He's the, the, worst. the worst. The worst. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yep. All these you know? old guys who all of a sudden became afraid, afraid of everything, right? Yeah, and Schwarzenegger. Yeah, oh, same same deal with Arnold. Same deal with Arnold. But um, I did know Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. I worked with Rush at ABC. Yeah. Wow. So I, I knew. I knew. I knew Rush Limbaugh, but I never met never met Stern. Very cool. Stern, yeah. you know what? Stern got paid, obviously, right? A lot of money. Big... He got like fifty million no, from from serious. To make the big COVID sting. Yeah. Well, look. Right, because I've never seen somebody. Yeah, it's over... easy for these elitists like Stern, who make so much money, to say, "Oh, just stay inside, get your vaccine, stay inside." Live inside, close your business. It's easy for these elitist pricks like Stern to stay that. Yeah, well, he's huge. He's huge. Yeah. He's got he's got such a big voice. And like, if he said anything other than, you know, oh, you better get the vaccine, right? Yeah, it wouldn't go good. Yeah, like, exactly. Merlin, Merlin I'm gonna All let right. you go. I got to end the show because I got a flight to catch later. All right, I appreciate it. Mike. But thanks, Merlin. Really good talking to you. Nice talking about my career. No one ever asked me about me. No one ever asked me about me. Thank you, Merlin. I appreciate it. Um, Okay, I want to remind everyone, the show won't air tomorrow night. There'll be no Friday night show. Don't cry. I'll be back Monday night, but at an earlier time coast. Okay? So I'll be back with you on Monday night. But until then, this is Mike Cachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.